Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and Abby, I are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. They came out with the sound of a black hole recently, and everybody was listening to the audio of the black hole. Yeah. That's what I think it would sound like. That's disgusting. Have you heard the audio of the black hole? I think I did, but then I just, I went to a different place because I just, <laughs> I just bought, I downloaded two song, quote unquote, songs slash sounds. Oh. One is brown noise. One is green noise. Ew! Does that make you take a dump? No, it's very, it's like, that's how I fall asleep because outside our window, it's, it's like, like, like nobody went to sleep. Can you play brown noise for me? Come on, bring up brown noise. (coughs) Certain people's voices are the brown note for me. There's this guy, Oscar, who's a a comic and he walked in the other day and he was like, hey, and whatever he did went right to my sphincter. And I was like, I have to go right now. It's like better than fiber. Brown. That doesn't sound like brown to me. Give me green. But I mix brown and green together. Oh, to make more brown. Give me white noise. I don't have white noise. Who uses white noise? If you have a country song, you've got white noise. (laughs) You listen to Creed? With arms wide open. White noise right there. I, that's We were talking about that at the gym the other day. I'm like, whatever fucking happened to Creed? And we went down this rabbit hole of Creed. Did you Google what happened to Creed? Yeah, like he got, remember he was like, he had that kid and he was married. And then all of a sudden, like he wasn't married anymore and he bought into <gasps> his own hype. And remember he was Jesus for a while. I thought that he came out like Jesus. Like, you know, because that was the thing about, that was the first time I felt taken by Jesus Rock. And I think I've talked about this before, so excuse me if I'm repeating myself. This is like jars of clay. Like when you're listening to something and you're like, this sounds great, what is this? And they're just like, girl, I know you like the Jesus will be there. And then you ro- you drive off the road because I don't want it in my ear holes. I don't like it. It's like getting your message through subliminal messaging. Girl, you know I love you, but what do you feel about Christ? <laughs> This is why we're adding like, video like, back like into the pod. Two, like two minutes of like a really fucking killer song. Yeah. Like, but girl, I have to ask you, what do you feel about Christ? Exactly. He died on the cross for you and I. Let's just wait a while till we fuck. Because that's what Christ would like. But it happens like at 2.45 into yeah. the song. After you're like fully committed. Yeah, and you're, you're like, all the way oh, in. God, I fucking, you've already bought it's tickets, amazing. a t-shirt. And you're like, oh, no. Yeah, and then all of a sudden right at the end, he's like, he died for your sins. I don't like it when they get really like militant and they're like, you're a fucking waste of flesh. He was nailed to a cross and stayed there all day while his mother wept in that weird white gown. Why is she wearing white when it's really soggy up on that hill with three other people that are being crucified and he's bloody and all this stuff? Girl, what do you feel about Christ? <laughs> <laughs> 
drum in here. Do you want to come tour with me? I'm going on tour because people think my music is really badass until I kind of sneak a Jesus in towards the end. Lord, girl. <laughs> I want committed. video because people need to see what your mouth looks like when you do Scott Stapp. With arms wide open. It's like your lips disappear. Well, because I think he does. Well, they're trying to retreat from his face. I'm singing about Christ. And it's like he dipped it. Remember when everyone had like that, like that bob of a haircut, but it was like dipped in like grease. Like the tips. Oh, oh. You know, it's like, did you just comb through? Like, did you put Crisco in your hair? Like the nine inch nails look? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I do want to know what happened to Scott Stapp now. I I feel like he's probably got a reality show on HGTV. I feel like he was addicted to something, which is always sad. Himself. Where no. is Scott Stapp? I'm Ooh. right here. Pee-wee. <laughs> Scott, Scott Stapp is over here. Finding Scott Stapp coming to the CW this fall. It's now on, instead of find your phone, it's find Scott. <laughs> it's a new app. <laughs> like, wow, that's strangely specific. Are we all looking for him? Yes. yes, we are. Yeah. So turn on your GPS. Yeah, he's the new Amber Alert. It's a Scott Alert. But did anybody microchip him? Yes, we darted him in 1999. And we still can't find him. Still can't find him. Where is the system still doesn't want to know where he is? Well, this is from 2019, so this is the most recent information I have. Oh, 46 and sober. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God, how is he our age? Staff has finally found balance and wants his new music to help those. Oh no. Scott Staff loves coaching Little League. I'm Coach Staff to my son's team. Okay. Anyway, there's way too many pop-ups on the billboard site. Take a note. I hate pop-ups. Well, I don't know. What do you say? Should we just go in? We've already talked about Christ. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like it's time. Yeah. Welcome to Dan Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Scott Stapp. <laughs> I'm Doja Cat. And we are coming to you from the Maha Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? China, the Chinese chicken. China, the Chinese chicken. China, the Chinese chicken. China, the Chinese chicken. Okay, that caught at a point in their recording where it, it came out as Gina. That was the first thing I heard. Gina, the no. Chinese chicken. So this week, like all weeks, we are bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're singing them songs and then we're lacing the word Jesus in there just to make you feel a little bit homicidal that you started to like somebody that was giving you Christian rock. It's like getting it's like getting a nice ice cream and then at the bottom of it, finding a little chunk of a broccoli. Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, we're going more extreme, but very, very valid. This was so good till I found that finger. Jesus's finger. With Jesus's finger. Would you like to be fingered by Christ? <laughs> uh, I don't think that's, I don't think you know what you just said. I don't think you need that. I, Guys, let's I take it back a bit. Who wrote that? Oh, we did a little improv. Don't. Okay, we, we need to go like three steps back, you guys. Can we just start by having him hug you? Who? Can he carry you, Christ? Oh, Eddie? right. <laughs> okay. I forgot who we're talking about. You mean Scott or Christ? Scott and Christ, because guess what? Christ and Scott Stapp should follow us on social media. If Scott Stapp ever followed, I swear, I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there now. 2023 is the year that Scott Stapp follows us. At Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. You can check out our website, dearpodofficial.com. 
gmail.com. Email us, please, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. I'm speaking right to you, Scott Stapp. <laughs> or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial. Give us a question. If you have issues, and I know you do, ask us an advice question and we will answer it. Scott Stapp, hear me. Hear me. Wait, is that how you pronounce his last name? Stapp, S-T-A-P-P. Can oh. you imagine if this whole time he was like, you guys, it's stop. Stop it. It's been years. Stop calling me Stapp. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. We will be giving you a live show coming up in April. Details to follow. Uh, we're going to add some bumpers to these episodes. You're going to find us. We're going to find you. You're going to sit on our faces with arms wide open. Tricked us. He tricked everybody. He tricked a nation is what he did. Wasn't that song about like his kid or something? I think. I don't know. He was like happy. (sighs) I think what he did, like he did like the, he was kind of going around like that uh, Mike and the Mechanics, the living years. Oh. You know, where he starts talking about like his his dad or whatever. And it's like, I cannot listen to Mike and the Mechanics. Let me tell you, that song, no. That is an emotional little song. All of a sudden you're like, oh no. Oh no. Every generation blames the one before. And then it's like you're like going about your day and you're like, hmm. <clears throat> and you're just listening to it. You're like, you want to turn it off. And you're like, He's no, got I'm me. A, <clears throat> like, what was it? The I wasn't there that morning when my father passed away. And it's like, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Patty, do you have something in your throat? Uh, um, are you doing music? Uh, take the trash out. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to take the trash out. Pat, do you want a lozenge? <laughs> you... oh. tra- okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the radio up, okay? In the living. living. So say it, say it now. And then the, and then the, the choir yeah, comes the in. Yeah, the choir. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a cat throwing up. <laughs> But you're remixing also. It's, it's like when you have to like pump up your air tire with like your hand pump. Like, <laughs> How do you feel about living years? <laughs> so good. Well, people, we are coming in hot this week because our theme is grab bag. That's right. We were too lazy to think up a theme this week, so we decided to give ourselves a break, damn it, and just grab some articles that don't have anything to do with anything but being an article. So be the article. Be the change you want to see in the world. Because I'm <laughs> It all comes back to Scott Stapp this week. So what do you say? Kick it off, Patois. Ooh. It's the booze. Oh, okay. Oh. This is from the Arizona Daily Sun. Flagstaff, Arizona. Don't forget Winona Kingdom. December 26th, 1968. Ladies' man wants girl pallbearers. Oh! Dear Abby, I am 68 years of age, and I am not, quote-unquote, married, but my wife is. She says there will be no men at my funeral, but the place will be crowded with weeping widows. She's right. I like the ladies, and the ladies like me. My problem, having no men friends... I find I am short six pallbearers, so I am wondering if it's proper to have women pallbearers. I'm sure they wouldn't have any trouble getting women. <gasps> if anything, it would probably cause a big fight because so many women would want the honor. You know am what I, I mean? right? Am I right? Am I the honor? Where do I 
sign up? How do I sign yeah. up to drag his ass to his final resting place? Where do I sign? Literally, this is this is the letter. Have not embellished, except for that last part. I like it. After women want the honor. Abby, will you kindly take care of this matter for me as I soon as as soon as possible as I have feeling I have a feeling I'm living on borrowed time. Oh. Signed. Hugh Hefner. Wild Bill. Wild Dear Bill. Bill. Oh, oh no. Is there no answer? No, there is. It's just It's buried in the phone. Yes. Hold on. Hold say on. it, say it, say it loud. When we'd have Say it queer. Oh, say it queer. Sing it queer. Dear Bill, I have never heard of women pallbearers and don't expect your wife to be one. From your letter, I'd say the old girl has carried a pretty heavy load during your lifetime. She may want to... Did she really? Did she really have to say... She did not have to say carrying a load. She... She knows what she's doing. She swallowed quite a load. (laughs) And she keeps swallowing and swallowing. Till she just can't swallow no more. Can't swallow no more. Oh, Uh, swallow fever. Did I hear this right when he says, I'm not married, but my wife is? Yeah. Is that like a dad joke? Where he's like, I'm not married, but my wife is. Am I right? Am I right, ladies? Hey, you want to bury me? Want to drag me down into the ground, drag me into hell? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Like, (laughs) I'm basically, I'm married, but I fuck everyone I meet. Ew! You know what? I would gladly be a pallbearer at his funeral. So Just that to make I sure could, he's dead. Because you know why? Because if, if all those women ever got together, they could like be at the one side of the aisle of the church and like just fucking run him down. Like so so the whole funeral happens and it's done. You know how the pallbearers sort of wheel them out to the street or whatever? Mm-hmm. But then if all the ladies held on to the sides like it was um, cool runnings. You know, and they, you know, like when they prep the luge and they're like, one, two, three, and then they just throw them out the front of the church. Or like in um, uh, uh, Handmaid's Tale, when they all basically dismember the one guy at the end. Yeah, and they eat his face. I'm like, uh. That was the time where I was like, look, they had been jumping the shark, shark slowly, but like they, they hurdled it. They that- leapt over the shark in that moment. That's like, you know what? I think we, I don't need 10 minutes of close-ups of this. I got it. He's dead. Of Elizabeth Moss's face with his nose hanging out of her mouth. We got it. <laughs> we got it. I you also don't want him. any more of uh, Elizabeth Moss close-ups. I'm done. I thought you were just going to stop at Elizabeth Moss. I'm actually done with Elizabeth I think Moss. I'm done with Elizabeth Moss. It's happened right here. Yeah. And uh, I'm okay saying that out loud. I'm okay, too. I support you. Thank you. I see your Elizabeth Moss, and I raise you an article from the Belvedere Daily Republican. Belvedere, Illinois. Do you know it? Uh, no. You should know everything being from Illinois. I know. This is July 25th, 1977. Urine sampling embarrasses her. What? Get ready, because I we got a lot to talk about with this. Dear Ann Landis, my problem is probably the dumbest one you've ever heard of. But I don't know who else to ask for help. I know I should go to a doctor and have a physical, but I just can't. The last time I went, the nurse asked me for a urine specimen, and I was so nervous I couldn't produce it. She laughed at me and said it was the most ridiculous thing she ever heard of. I was very embarrassed, left the ice, 
left the office and never went back. Let me. I was okay? very embarrassed, left the office and never went back. That was a few years ago. Am I the only person in the world with this crazy hang up? Please, Anne, help me. Signed also from Idaho. <laughs> also from Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Not Idaho. Jesus. Ottawa. This is what happens when we do the to say, get your booty on the floor. Now make my day. Ottawa. Oh, please, Tuesday, get your booty on the butt. Wait, yeah. no, stop. Is it Ottawa, a place to stay? Ottawa, like Canada? I have no idea. I'm just going off of the mistake oh, that you just said. Oh, my God. But you singing it like that for the first time made me go, oh, my God, what a great ad for Ottawa. Ottawa, a, a place to stay. Get your booty up in Canada. Bring Make your passport. <laughs> Bring Are your passport. You, Bring your, you won't go home. We've got health insurance, Ottawa. <laughs> All right, dear Iowa. Iowa, <laughs> dear. a place to leave. Pack your bags and get the hell out, Iowa. Iowa. Grown up imbeciles. This is what happens when you eat lead paint chips when you're a child. And an adult. And and last week. I like them on my cornflakes. Dear Iowa, no, your problem is called a bashful kidney. The solution is simple. Go for your checkup and ask for a specimen bottle. You can comply with the nurse's request in the privacy of your home and bring it to the doctor's office the next day. Which now means that you need to travel with your own urine in a jar. I just added that part. That wasn't in it. Okay. But like... The idea of bringing it from home and like putting a urine cup in your car and the streets of New Jersey are filled with potholes. You hit one, the urine goes flying. How does the story end? (laughs) I need to talk about urine samples for a minute. Okay. First of all, I feel like they're asking for a sample all the time now. You're like, I'm at... I'm at a restaurant. Why do you need a urine sample? I'll have the spaghetti ball and you, you need a urine sample? I'm just here for stamps. I literally you're don't need to. But like anytime you go to the doctor for anything, you're like, this is an eye checkup. You need a urine sample? I also go in and every time they're like, we're going to need to take your blood. I'm like, again? And yeah. every time I go, uh, it's necessary. And then I get charged for it. I said, shouldn't I just be? It's like going to the dentist. and like, well, we're going to have to do some x-rays. I'm like, let me just tell I'm going to fill you in on something. Nothing is wrong. I'm good. I don't need $700 worth of x-rays while you put this lead thing on me and you scurry out as if there's a- Don't get it on me. Right. As if it's the helicopter in Miss Saigon and you need to leave. (laughs) Like, I'm in here. You just, you just like, you know, gave me like radiation treatment, but you are safe behind that glass window, behind that lead door. Right. Behind, in another building. Yeah, they do run real right. fast, don't mm-hmm. they? They're like, wait until I'm out of the room. You can kill her. Don't take me. Right. Yes. Okay, now hold this thing in your mouth. Go, run! <laughs> Claire, don't open the door! We're going to have to do that again because I think you burped. Oh, fuck. You bit it a little bit to the left. I hate I hate dental x-rays. I hate urine samples. I really hate urine samples at my old gynecologist's office. Look, here's the thing. He's down there. He might as well just pull it out. What? (laughs) 
That broke me. I wasn't ready for that improv. I don't even know where to go with that. I mean, he's already down there. Why is, Why do you have to like get up and do this? He can just be like, just shoot it into the Oh, this you cup. mean the gynecologist? Right. Oh, yeah. Open your mouth. It's like filling up one of those clowns at a 4-H yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So the, you're, this was our, my gal, the old gynecologist. Like, I'm not looking for a concierge-type service here, but usually when you do the pee sample, which is not a fun experience because now you've got a warm cup, you put it, there used to be like a little secret clue type window yeah. where you'd put it in like a thing and then you'd the flip it The secret passageway around. to the conservatory. <laughs> it was Mrs. White in the conservatory with a bottle of urine, <laughs> a whole jar of it. But she was like, okay, so when you're done with the sample, just walk it across to the lab. So now I had to walk through the very busy lobby and like two doors down to the lab with my own hot pee in my hands. I love that. Like, yeah, like a hot stuff coming through. Hot, hot, hot piss. Cigars, cigarettes, urine. I've got it. Well, I'll trump you with that when you have to bring in your own stool sample. Oh, that's right. And I've done this maybe 13 times now. And that one time when I was like, can I just do this here? No, you have to do that at your own home. Now, why is it different for me to shit in this thing at my own home, and then walk all the way back here to drop this off, as opposed to that conveniently located stool receptacle over there behind you, and then I don't have to come back and have this hang out in my backpack that may or may not open. Also, I would think it would be like a farmer's market where it's fresher from the source. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. No, you can't. And she looked at me like, no, you can't do that here. I'm like, everyone, st- every, there's, a, there's a bathroom here, right? Yeah, I'm not writing my name and like... <laughs> poetry on the walls with this thing. I'm going to shit into this thing, and then I'm going to throw it away. I'm not going to write red rum. No, I'm not. But also, I would think, like, I went to the Guinness factory, and when we had beer there, they said, you will never find Guinness better than where it is from, like the mother's teat. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that not having to travel would be a more accurate representation of your stool. Also, if someone is experiencing pain, or something that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Why would you make me now go all the way back home or to work or whatever to then do it there? It's not like they're like, you need to be in a safe, like secure, super clean room. place, blah, blah, blah. It's just don't do it here. Literally <laughs> as if their bathroom is like, no one actually shits in this bathroom. We don't even, we just look at it. We just hold everything in until we get to our own place. It's like, why wouldn't you want to, as a caregiver, let me take care of me and say, no, honey, do that right now, and you can, you know, yeah, and we'll take it right now, so you can feel better. Not like you're a sick fucking shit bag of a person. It's Get like out of a here. Hell's Kitchen bar at four a.m. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But you can't shit, shit here, here. <laughs> which actually oh. is a tagline for most bars in Hell's Kitchen. That's you basically guys. what I say when I walk out of my building. I'm like, hey, good to see you. You, you you don't have to go home, but you can't shit right here. Or shoot up. Literally right in front of my building. In There's front no of shitting. my door. I don't know how you got in because we have a whole system here. I thought we did, but uh, apparently... No door, man. No door, man. Hit me! Okay. We have that stupid song. This is from the Macon Telegraph, Macon, Georgia. January 11th, 1991. Twas a Friday. Dear Abby... A letter in your column addressed a problem I have worried about for years. 
It's the practice of joining hands at the table to say grace. And then everyone eats. I support religious freedom, and I am not phobic about germs, but every time I have a meal at which we are asked to join hands in prayer, I wait a few seconds, and after the amen, I excuse myself to go and wash my hands. I do this because I could not enjoy my meal, wondering whether or how well the person beside me had washed or if he or she had coughed into the hand before holding mine in prayer. If I bring this up in my family, I'll be reminded sharply that I am the the family heathen. Abby, please help to spread the word, not disease. Signed, the family heathen. Oh, on so this episode much. of the these family are good. Heathen. These are good articles today. Dear heathen, we in this part of the world are a friendly, handshaking, handholding people. Fine, but let us also become a more handwashing people. Okay, so a couple of things. That doesn't I, address the issue. <laughs> I don't normally hold hands. I wasn't, I was shamed very early about holding hands with a young boy. Therefore, I've been, um, afraid uh, of the hand. Yes. Holding. I'm also, I was not grown with, uh, with a ton of affection. So when any point, there was a point, I think in my education where it went from, you know, holding your own hands in prayer to now we're all linking hands. Uh-uh. And I, don't understand. This is not arms across America, hands across America. I don't know why. I don't. I'm not here to. I'm not in a support Touch group. You. I'm here to. I'm here in this really expensive building called a church, mm-hmm. giving money mm-hmm. to a place that needs it for their lawyer fees for because raping children. Because they had hands across America. Right. They had hands across every boy. Every in America. every crotch. Right. Yes. <laughs> but also, I'm like, I don't know. Again, I don't know where these people, and it's always like no one's hands are like, oh, that was really nice. It's, it's always clammy. like, it's damp. You know that they just wipe the, you know, when you watch people like rub their nose and they rub it in their hair right after, like, did you just, you just rubbed your snot into Oh your my God. And now they're holding my hand. This hits me on so many levels. Also because the two of us were raised very similarly. We don't touch each other as a family. There is no hugging. Not we really. don't do it. That's why when we got the vaccines, they're like, you can hug your mother again. I'm like, why start now? This We're not gorillas in the mist. We don't do we're this. Not, I'm not. We're not a touchy-feely family. We don't do family. this. We don't smoke crack. Okay? We don't, I don't, Let's I, get that I don't know what, what kind of hippie we shit you do, crack. but we don't like crack touch each whack. other. We have such a thing about this grace thing. We don't. I also did not grow up religious in that way. We don't say grace. I'm we don't sorry, do that. but we don't. And Jules's family does. Oh. And it always catches me off guard. It always catches me. I'm always got like a meatball half in my mouth. And they're like, all right, let's bow our... I was like, fuck! <laughs> I always get like a little bit of the church giggles. Yes, because Marx's, I can't Marx's take Marx's it Marx's family serious. does it yes. at every meal. And I'm like... Oh. And it goes... It seems to go... I'm like, is this just like a like a stream of consciousness right now? <laughs> yes. like, aren't we? Because, it's an improv exercise. <laughs> well, because it's... They're, you know... Mormons have like this really great way of, you know, saying grace and thanks and whatever. And Catholics are just like, bless us, O Lord, for these. I gave us we about to receive for the Bible under the cross. Like this. Let me non- just regurgitate the thing that yeah. was taught to me when I was three <laughs> right. years old that I don't have to memorize something new. Right. A nonsensical, let's just blanket it all. We don't really know what that means, but thank you for this food. Instead of being really specific, 
about oh, what we're doing. So they're like, they bow their heads and they're like, hey, Lord, we just want to say thank you for this meal. And I want to say thank you for Marcus. His hair looks extra good these days. I yes. think he's using some sort of a, a grapeseed oil in it <laughs> to make it smell and look fantastic. And we just want to thank you for that wonderful head of hair, Lord. I mean, what it was passed down to him from his father, who also has a very substantial, luscious head of hair, who also used grapeseed oil in his, but also has started adding rosemary water to his uh, regimen before he shampoos. And we find that it has really caused some some good growth, especially in the crown area. So I just want to thank you, O Lord, for that. I want to thank you because I also started using the rosemary water, and I also find that it's great on the chicken, which you're going to be enjoying today, O Lord. Hey, Father, it's me, Mary Grace. I'm across the table. I also want to say thank you so much for letting uh, Joseph Stone pass so effortlessly. Uh, it seemed pretty brutal, and he was in a lot of pain, and there was a little bit of blood, which I was able to get out of the sheets with a little bit of Clorox, but not staining it too much, and it didn't yellow the sheet, which I also want to say thank you and praise Jesus for that, um, because they were kind of expensive, despite the fact that we got that coupon. So I also want to say thank you for finding that coupon in uh, yeah our, our grocer's flyer, and um Anyway, does anyone at the table have anything else to say? Yeah. Meanwhile- <laughs> hi, hi, Lord. This is Carla. I just want to piggyback on that, um, what she was just saying about the coupons. I really want to thank you for those coupons because we get them in the mail a lot in there, you know, supermarket circulars. But I did get a roast beef that was only $1.89 a pound. And I think that in this economy, we should all be grateful. So everybody enjoy it. Where did it go? Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus. We thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them, and of course my red-hot smoking wife, Carly, who is a stone-cold fox. Mm who if you were to rate her ass on 100, it would easily be a 94. Mm. Hey, it's hey, it's me, the family heathen at the other side of the table. Uh-huh. I hate to interrupt, but um, while we were saying thanks for everything, everything is now fucking stone cold. Oh. And um, yeah, well, so you... maybe we can say grace for maybe, I don't know, a microwave so we can heat all this shit up again. <laughs> I'm sure unless anyone's going to turn this cold meal into hot, like, you know, water into wine, which I don't think is going to happen here. So um, I don't need to, I don't mean to, I'm sorry to say this word, shit on everyone's meal. I'm sorry, Father, but you created the word because you created my mind and you created my spirit and you created this anger that's deep inside of me right now because I'm so hungry. I've just worked out for three hours. I just wanted some protein and some mashed potatoes. And it seems like we're at some kind of like youth rally talking about Christ and our grateful and our gratitude journal. And I'm just really fucking hungry. I'm hungry, and there's not even a liquor bottle in this house to be found. There's not even nail polish remover. I need something. I need even a little bit of nicotine underneath someone's fingernail. Anything. But hey, gr- but I'd actually just like these mashed potatoes heat up, if that's okay. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Christ. Hey, Lord, it's Carla again. <laughs> I just want to thank you for that heathen and um, <laughs> for reminding us of why we say grace. And to quote Scott Stapp, with arms wide open, open. With arms wide open, under the moonlight. Amen. Hey, hey guys, it's me, Scott. Um, I heard that you <laughs> said my name three times at the table, so I appeared. 
And I'm Scott Stapp, Scott Stapp, Scott Stapp. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I'm here with my friend Beetlejuice and Candyman, and I don't know how you all did it. We're just trying to find a way to get a seat at the table here. I'm just going to say, while we're happy to be here, I don't think this is going to end well for any of you at this table. I'm just saying. Is that roast beef? (laughs) Is Lydia here? (laughs) Well, I think that we have played that one to its thrilling conclusion. Correct. That was a fantastic yes and everybody. Good job. Yes, Hands in the center. I'm thankful but, for that. But maybe in the center, but not touching. Hands in the center near each other, but I don't need to hold it. No. Okay, because it's, it's clamping. Damp. Yeah. Up your ass earlier. <laughs> and this final article comes from the Ithaca Journal, Ithaca, New York, my uh, old alma mater. Uh, September 9th, 1966. Mrs. Phi Beta. Dear Ann Landris. I've been married for five years to a woman who still wears her five Beta Kappa key on a chain around her neck. I don't mind the key, but her neck is dirty. <laughs> so is the house, which is why I'm writing. We moved into this brand new duplex when we were first married. My wife hasn't had a rug cleaned or washed the curtains or walls since we moved in. Are we talking about her or the house? I'm still stuck on her dirty neck. The laundry is sent out, and I've asked why she doesn't just send the curtains. She says she hasn't got time to take them down. I'm not a nut on dirt, but this place is more than I can stand. When I ask her to please clean up the hallway before somebody falls down the basement stairs, she says, housework is for horses. The woman is a great reader, which is what she must do all day. We have no children, and we eat out most of the time. You eat out the children? <laughs> <laughs> With arms wide open. Not that open, Scott. Oh, no, no, close them, close them. Gross. Is there a solution or am I stuck forever? Signed, Duke. Dear Duke, hire a cleaning woman and give her instructions. In other words, take over. If you wait for Mrs. High IQ to do it, it'll never get done. Of course, it's rotten that you have to do this, but it's the only realistic solution to your problem. Why isn't she washing her neck? That's my concern. That's disgusting. But she's going to say grace at Marcus's dinner table next year. <laughs> Everybody. I don't understand. I don't understand the lack of neck washing. I don't. I mean. What kind of chain is this? Is it keep? Is it making a green ring around her neck? Like ring around the collar? I don't know. Also, washing walls. Do you do a lot of that? Do people go around washing walls? This feels like a very you thing. Do you wash walls? I do. Why? Well, I dust walls and I wash them. (sighs) How do you wash a wall? Well, I take a rag and I wash it. Why? If, you know, the fingerprints, I don't like finger, like, you know, because your hands are dirty, you touch, like if you touch like a white door or like a white, uh, door frame or whatever and over time like if you have like hair product or something it kind of leaves a mark so you just kind of it's so weird i mean i have the the mr clean eraser which yeah, i actually have, do need to use on the walls now yeah but you have to be careful because it has bleach in it so it can take the paint off really so you have to be careful so should i just wash a wall how do you wash a wall you can just take a wet rag because a lot of stuff will come off or you can just do like an ivory soap not not like a clear not a, a gentle not a color. yeah Hey, I just learned the other day, and this is a fun fact for everybody who wears any sort of hair product that Uh may build up, Uh palm olive. Softens hands while you do dishes. And does, and and strips your hair. 
did not know that. Well, of course it does. My hairdresser told, I know, it's like, now it makes sense. You're like, of course, Grace, naturally. Right. But- because I got, I went down to tr- uh, a rabbit hole of talking to her about, remember Jonathan Anton's dirt? Weren't we talking about this? Yes, we did. A couple episodes the ago. The product that I am still convinced, even though I used it 10 years ago. Is still in your hair. Is still in my hair. It, and she says, you know, if you want to get all your buildup out, you just do, just palm olive. And I was like, and then what? I'm soaking in it, Madge. I don't really know if... Soak your head in it, Madge? Listen, I, you know, these products have been around for a long time. I don't necessarily think that that's a smart idea because we don't really know what's in these. Like a palm olive? Maybe. I feel like it's so... Sometimes the easiest answer is the best. Okay. Like sometimes the simplest shit. Like I use Cetaphil to wash my face. Perfect. Exactly. My... my I almost said gynecologist. What do you call them? Your gynecologist. The people again. who Dermatologist. do this. There you go. <laughs> she asked me for a urine sample. She spreads it on my face and then she's like, wash it off with Cetaphil. Yeah. And if it's okay, do you mind if I check your vagina? I'm not supposed to because I'm a dermatologist. Okay. But if you'd like some Botox, I can do that too. Let me check out your feet while I'm at it. Also, Why? have some Girl Scout cookies if you'd like. <laughs> Always the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so she said palm olive and then you'd condition your hair. So you treat it like it's a shampoo. You don't do it every day, but you do it if you have buildup. I get it. You know, the only buildup I have is this deodorant that I bought a lot less. <gasps> um, why did you do that? I don't exactly know why, because I know it's not a real store. Uh-huh. Um, I did buy some experimental deodorant, and I've also bought some experimental um, toothpaste, uh, which- When you say I, experimental. Like the flavors are a little off. And what are we like, talking, like fig and fig jam? It's something like that. And then like the cap's always weird. And so then I was like, well, well I need deodorant. this doesn't feel to code. I need deodorant. And this deodorant that I bought, I didn't even think they made it anymore. Um, it's Gillette, the best a man can get. Yeah. I thought they stopped making it. No, and- they got it in a Wayback Machine to 1986. Right. And they got it from Joe Namath's collection. Right. So I use it and I can't get it off of my skin. Uh-oh. So then I'm like, well, I'll do like an aerosol spray, which Whoa. I bought online because it was an Instagram thing and it was an impulse. But I don't know. I, Instagram is perfect for me because I'm a sucker. I have all these products mm-hmm. and they're all burning my skin. Your target. This thing, whatever I spray under my arms works great for approximately seven and a half minutes. And then I smell like a Lenders onion bagel. <laughs> For the remainder of the day. Is that what its finish is? Do they advertise no, that? I think that's my natural scent. Is after coming working through out. it. It's like a Lenders onion bagel. This, Those aerosol sprays are industrial too. It's like shooting an air cannon yes, into your armpit. And you have to be careful of what scent it is. I have found one, that, which is good, but now I'm like, well, this doesn't actually do anything. And then I don't want to get Alzheimer's because of the <laughs> ammonia, uh, aluminum, aluminum and yeah, aluminum and yeah. the other... So this is, I don't know what the, I don't know what I bought, but I'm like, I need lava soap to get it off of my skin. It's still on. I took a shower this morning. Yeah. And I'm like, mother of God, I put deodorant on yesterday morning. And it's still there. How do you know it's still there? You just feel it? Yeah. When you're like, you know, your skin feels one way and then it's like. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like when you hold a balloon and you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, mother of God. Um, anyway, between I think that, that you need and to slough it off with like a, you need to get like a sugar scrub. Yeah. Well, I need a new deodorant. And then last night I did my own waxing. What are you waxing? So because I have this influx of testosterone, every now and again I get this thrush of hair randomly in my body. 
Where? It's like Location? that. It's like if you ever watch Glitter, there is a um, there is a splash of paint that's on Mariah Carey that changes. It's like an Easter egg throughout the movie. Like it's on her elbow. It's on her decolletage. Uh, it's on like her. It's like a little splash. I don't okay. know what. Homage. Do they ever address it, or is it just no, a thing? No, it's just a thing <laughs> that I've noticed because I've watched it a thousand times. Oh, my God. Um, And uh, I totally, what was my train of thought? Uh, the thing you can't get off? I can't remember. Oh, my God. Oh, we've got waxing. So, I, you know, so a sprout of hair. I'm like, where the fuck? I look like a gorilla, but only on my one shoulder. But like a gorilla that's been losing its hair. Right. So then I... Got this thing to, you know, your own at home because I can't afford a waxing right now. I'm on a budget. So I got this thing. And there are I, things that you have to make room for in the budget. I wouldn't I, fuck with the wax. I'm not even kidding. I think I may have removed <laughs> some layer of skin and it's only across my back, my shoulders. I don't really know what I did or how hard I put this thing on. Cause you know, you warm it up in your hand, you slap it on your back and then you rip it off. That ain't right. Marcus would not rip it off. Cause he doesn't want to, I don't know why he didn't, but liability um, insurance. Right. I ripped this thing off and I swear to God, I saw my dad, Jesus, of my entire <laughs> lineage. It was intense. And I'm like, I showered this morning. I'm like, I think that's an open wound. I don't, this is like the beginning of outbreak. I'm like, Oh no. Tell me the that you saw monkey. your father and he's like, what the hell are you Why doing, son? Why are you waxing son? that? Pay the money. Get it done from a Russian woman <laughs> I, down in the village like everybody else does. Holy Moses. And I did like that silent scream for maybe like seven minutes. Like, <sighs> like I like it's That's so painful. That's actually what that Edvard Munch painting is. I think so. He yeah. waxed himself and <laughs> waxed on his himself balls. And now his hands are on the side of his face. He's horrified. Yeah. Like when people are like, oh, you can wax your balls yourself. I'm like, absolutely not. Who is out there doing that? People do. And I'm like, I think that that skin is really sensitive. And Have I you think ever you had can... your balls waxed? No. I'm like, that is not a thing that I would like to experiment with. Because what if my skin down there is really thin and then you ripped it open and then my balls came out? And then someone would have to go get them. Pinata. Right. Yes. What if you ripped them open and small candies fell out? Like Jolly like, well, Rancher. would explain it. You're like, I get it now. They're get sweet why it's as candy. So <laughs> sweet as candy. Oh my God, is it time for Instagram mail? Have we arrived here already after five hours? I think it's time. Oh, then we do Instagram mail and then we're done because we did specialty cookies. Yes. Oh my God. So happy. It's, it's time, time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. Instagram mail. With me. <laughs> Your legs wide open, even though you're at the dermatologist. You'll write to us every day at Dear Pun Official on Instagram. You can slide into our DMs only if you're Scott Staff or... Our DMs wide open. Wide open. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to download that whole Creed album today and see if there's actually any other song on there that doesn't talk about Jesus. This is my promise to you. On a Saturday. All right, we have an Instagram mail question this week. Like all weeks, you can email us, deapodofficial at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs at deapodofficial and send us a question. You want to hear it answered by us? Do it. Go ahead. 
Uh-oh, what happened? With her arms wide open, <laughs> under the sunlight. I think it's under the moonlight. It's, I'm reading it's it it's about right his son. It's under yeah. the sunlight? Yeah. Welcome to this place. place I'll show you everything with arms wide open. Now everything has changed. I'll show you love. I'll show you Christ the way. Is we'll really walk right? on the sand. There's only one set of footprints because I was drinking and he had to carry me home. And we were looking for Mary Magdalene, but she was blowing some guys in town at the Dick Duck. And come to my dinner where 12 people sit on one side of the table. There's not even a waitress here. It's like that scene in Rent when everyone's dancing on the table. All we ate was bread. Doesn't have anybody, anybody of mutton, nothing. What if they did a mashup of The Last Supper and... Arms Wide Open? No, that scene in Rent. <gasps> no, that would have been awesome. Love you, Bowen. Uh, but it was like the what? what what's, what's Apostles Ten? Apostles Ten. <laughs> and, Two dropped uh, out. The Last Supper. <laughs> We're Just, going to a hanging. Not a hanging. What do you call it? I I don't know enough about Jesus now. I need to look it up. Even though well, I went I, to. I, it's, it's been a while since I've seen Rent, so it's not really at the tip of my tongue. Crucify. Something like that. wine and beer. Uh, that's all I got. Only wine. <laughs> He's going to bring the water and the... Be- anyway, we're going to workshop this rent. Wine and bread. Rent, rent and the Last Supper thing. We just got to get some leather pants. Yeah. Damn artificial. Okay. <laughs> that was me branding. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dear Pod, we've recently installed a pool in our backyard and really don't want the neighbors knocking on our door to use it when the heat hits. We are not a public pool. Is it wrong to say no, or what do you suggest that we say or do? Signed, Mrs. Poole. Dear Mrs. Poole, you have a golden opportunity in front of you. Why put it to waste? You can charge these little rugrats an astronomical fee or make them do chores just for 30 minutes of pool time. You'll never have to pay for a gardener, lawnmower, manicurist, foot massager, or delivery boy again. And when winter rolls around, your driveway can be clean as a whistle from snow. Make them work hard all year round. Make sure the brothers and sisters are in on this too. Perhaps a parent or two will have some words, but you can use them too. Why? Because they don't have a pool and you do. Yes, sure you should play. Yes, you should play the game. Play hard to get up the ante a little, making making the reward that much sweeter. Some call it a violation of child labor laws, but I just call it America. Amen. You know, that's a good strategy, very similar to something Anne has to say. So I will dovetail right in off of your back wind. With doves wide open. <laughs> With my pools wide open. But you cannot swim here. Try walking on water. I'm not responsible for your enjoyment of the summer. <laughs> I'm sorry your dad is poor and you can't have a pool. And I'm the only one in the town that has one. (laughs) Jules and I did say, I was like, you know, now that we don't have the uh, tree in the backyard, I was like, should we have a pool? I don't think we'd use it that much. And considering that the earth is getting hotter by the second because in the middle of winter, all of our flowers are starting to bloom out back. They're coming up through the the soil because life... Uh, finds a way. (laughs) 
All right, here's what Anne has to say. <laughs> Dear Poole, in the irreverent words of Beyonce McGillicuddy, oh, 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 no, no. You better stop practicing that song now because if summer is as hot as winter, we're in for a scorcher. Thank you, global warming. If you're the new pool on the block, you're about to have every Tom, Dick, and Tony the creepy guy who's always working on his lawn even at 3 a.m. knocking on your door. It's all well and good to have the occasional pool party and invite the neighbors. It puts some leverage in your good deed bank the next time you want to tell the Greeks next door to turn their damn house music down. But damn it, establish boundaries now. Otherwise, your pool will look like the movie Caddyshack, complete with boobs and baby Ruths. If Chachi Jones comes knocking on your door with his two disgusting kids saying, Hey, it sure is a hot one today. Mind if we use your pool for a while? Say, sorry, no, we're about to go out. And according to my homeowner's insurance, we'd be liable if anyone were to say, slip, fall, drown, or choke on a hot dog they're shoveling down their gullet. We simply don't want to take that risk. And my husband has monkey pox. That should do the trick. If you want to have the occasional guest, you can always put out a welcome sign or light that tells the neighborhood now is a good time to come over and use our pool. But be careful what signal you use. You may be unintentionally starting a key party. Good luck, you rich son of a bitch who can afford a pool. And happy dream crushing. Ian! <laughs> yeah, I've toyed with the idea. I like, I like the idea of it, but I don't think I would ever like a pool in practice. In the reality I think it's of it. expensive. I think it's very mm. expensive to keep up. And we're all fussy bees, so it would have to be, like, kind of mildly heated. I don't right. think you can even get an in-ground pool without any sort of, like, bells and whistles attached to it. And I also think you'd, you'd probably run into, there probably is, like, a hidden pipe or something. Oh. Or, like, a stump that you didn't realize. And then you have, and also then, when you don't use it, then you have a giant hole in your backyard. Yeah. I mean, my brother has one, and it does, it's a lot, because then they have to cover it, you know, for the winter, yeah. obviously. My sister has one, too. And also, like, the pool decks are always super slick. Well, I know. This is, We've ever since this. you gave me the visual of you, as a child, walking around a pool like you're in high heels, I have never connected with you more. Yeah. Because I know what that is. It's like you have to be so delicate in how you walk, because my first fear is slip and fall, die. Yes. I don't know why people, I don't know why people run around a pool... Period. Ever. It, it's wet. Like, there's a reason why there's a sign that says, caution wet floor. Yeah. And the idea that you would slip, here's how my story ends. Slip, I, I run once, slip next to the pool, fall, hit my head on the edge of the pool, knock unconscious, fall into the pool, bottom of the pool. You slip, you smack your head on the side of the pool, someone accidentally steps on you, like, doesn't mean to curb you, accidentally curbs you. And then all you got to get, then you drown. And then puts so a ball curved. gag on me, uses the axe that's in the garage. Right. That's how the story ends. Right. And now I'm Shelly Long and hello again. Uh, choking on that chicken, chicken ball. ball. <laughs> Dear eight pound, six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. Don't even know a word yet. Just a little infant, so cuddly, mm. but still omnipotent. Mm. We just thank you for all the races I've won and $21.2 million. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money that I have accrued over this past season. Also, due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates I mentioned Powerade at each grace, I just want to say that Powerade is delicious, mm. and it, it cools you off on a hot summer day. 
and we look forward to Powerade's release of Mystic Mountain Blueberry. Mm. Thank you for all your power and your grace, dear baby God. Amen. Okay. Did you ever see that one thing on Instagram where the girls are like chugging something and one burps and it's like... And vomits milk or something? No. It's like one of those really long, almost like a, a deathly burp and they're so fucking shocked at it. They're like, oh my... <laughs> no, but I did see a TikTok of a girl who was working out with her trainer, which I'm like, is this staged? Whenever I see anything, I'm like, is it... But it was so specific, like, you know, you could actually buy that she's working out with the trainer because I guess, you know, she's with her friends and they're sort of taping it for whatever. And she was in child's pose and he was like, you just want to do this. And oh, he's like, she farts. yes. Is that staged? I doubt it. I mean, it's real hard to stage a fart. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's... My whole marriage is based on it. Yeah. Staging farts by Aaron <laughs> Breaking hearts and staging farts. <laughs> the new album by Aaron McGuire. <laughs> that set me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like your t-shirt, the ask ass or grass. It's the No same one rides thing. for free. <laughs> I can't forget the tagline. <laughs> staging hearts and staging farts and freaking hearts. <laughs> All right, are we ready? It's time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. We're drinking in the daytime, that's all that we do. We like to drink because our podcast is all about drinking, even though everybody's getting sober now because it seems to be trending. And it shouldn't because it's a miserable dumpster fire of a month. And you should love the booze, you should drink it. So this week's specialty cocktail is the Manhattan Cocktail. That's right, for our grab bag episode, we're going with a classic Manhattan cocktail. Sometimes James Jules Ferris needs a vacation on a theme. Right now, he is wondering if Kathy Griffin is free for dinner. That's interesting. All right. Well, for this, you will need one and three quarters of ounces of Italian vermouth, one and a half ounces Rittenhouse rye whiskey, one half ounce of Grand Marnier, three dashes Angostura bitters. And you want to combine all ingredients in a mixing glass with ice, stir for 45 seconds, and pour into a pre-chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with a lemon twist. Classic, you know what I mean? Here are the tasting notes. <clears throat> On grab bag days like this, I tend to wax poetic about the classic drinks in the cocktail canon. Should you ever visit the exciting city that is New York and you need a boozy drink, do not hesitate and make your way down to employees only and order the very first drink that I believe is on their menu, the Manhattan Cocktail. This drink is based off the classic Manhattan by Jerry Thomas in the 1860s. This comes across more as a vermouth cocktail and I have to say, I love it. The vermouth forward taste in this drink makes the end result feel somewhere between like you're drinking boozy cherries or strawberries. This little libation is a great find that will put a little sunshine in the middle of a drowsy February afternoon. Oh. That's right, I'm drinking in the afternoon. You have a problem with that? And those are the notes from James Jules Ferris. Manhattan cocktail, a little bit different than a Manhattan then. I didn't know. We're going vermouth forward. Cheers, queers. All right. Smells like grandma. Tastes like grandma. It is grandma! Ooh. It, it is tastes a- like Jaeger. 
It's wow. Chilled Jaeger. You know when somebody suggests something and then you instantly taste that thing? Yeah. This is why it would be bad at a wine tasting because people would be like, that's leather. And I'm like, I taste leather. I only taste leather. Now I can only taste Jaeger. It's like when people say, when they talk about wine, and I'm like, I, I, it, it's the opposite. I'm like, I have no idea what you just said, but it doesn't taste like anything. It all just tastes like Carlo Rossi. Asti Spumanti. Wow, that's because I grew up with the fine palate of the Bostonians who would drink uh, Martini and Rossi, Asti Spumanti. Do you remember that commercial jingle? Martini and Rossi, Asti Spumanti. I also remember when I first moved to the city, my friend Dana was uh, on hold for a Reuniti commercial. And I remember being very jealous about that. You mean Reuniti on ice? So, so nice. nice. Was one of our one of our like first specialty cocktails. I think that was in our first year on the airs. Just look at but I'm sipping it still. I really like I know we say this all the time, but I miss jingles and theme songs and all that. I mean, there was something magical. Seriously. I mean, fight back with David Horowitz. I mean, we could work out to that. I did. I did work. I've been wailing on my abs and lats this whole time. I, we like an extensive theme song here at the uh, at the Maha'a Lounge, which is funny because our theme song really only lasts about, you know, 10 seconds because we all have the attention span of gnats, which is why we can't do theme songs anymore. Which is a shame. It is a shame. The long theme song is gone because we cannot focus that long. There's no theme songs actually period. Well, like also, sometimes there's a theme note. But also we're so jaded now. Like, you know, like they'd introduce characters and they'd pop into the scene and they turn their head and face the camera. Yeah. Quirky. Like right. that they know it's like, we're putting on a show for you. This right. is a show. Right. Yeah. It's like their slate. And like, I know this is dumb. You know, this is dumb, but you need to see who I am. And this is my name. And we're going to be dumb for the next 22 minutes. So there we go. So lean in. Because eight is enough. I'll is say. enough. That's enough. Dad, you made that grace your bitch. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.